0: Hey cousins, I'm Addie. I'm Michaela. I'm Sophia.
1: And I'm Cass.
0: This is Coffee with the Cousins. Well, this is our special Halloween episode. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> the reason why we decided to do this is because one of Cousin Squad's favorite things is listening to. Crime Junkie podcast. We can listen to those for hours till we're absolutely terrified. It's just one thing we like to do on road trips and in the dark at sleepovers. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing too about the Cousin Squad is I feel like somewhat we all like to be scared, even though we might not admit it. We kind of sometimes like to scare ourselves. Don't you guys find?
1: For sure. Uh
0: Yeah, because it's fun to be scared when we're together. Yes. No, exactly. And I feel like sometimes we even do it on purpose or we'll just do like stupid things, watch scary stuff.
1: Like, do you guys remember that one time we were at grandma's, one of our many sleepovers at grandma's when we're home alone at our house? I think we were dancing to like Taylor Swift <laughs> and like we're facing all facing the TV and behind us is like grandma's entryway. And all of a sudden I, I feel a cold breeze and I look back, the door is wide open <laughs> We yeah. were like I think we all screamed and like hugged each
2: other and
1: <laughs> I don't think we did anything for like a minute.
2: No, but I was terrified the rest of that night. As oh yeah, the
1: floor well. was wide open.
2: And like who knows how
3: long too. Like it was Yes. I know. No, that's and the we- scary thing. It was like so we loud too.
0: Yes. And like we were there for a while. Ew. <laughs> Seriously <laughs> so scary. That's what I mean. We just do things and then we're terrified and none of us are sleeping the whole night. <laughs> so that's kind of what inspired this fun Halloween-inspired episode. And what we're going to do on this special Halloween episode is we're going to each be telling you either the scariest story we've ever heard or the scariest story that we've come up with ourselves. And what we want you to do is to vote on whose story you think was the scariest. And you'll be able to to do that on the official Cousin Squad Instagram. Right after the episode is released. So make sure you go and vote on whose story is the scariest. So, with all that being said, grab your coffees and maybe grab a friend so that you're not all alone to listen. And let's get right into it.
1: All right. I'm going to kick this off with my story that I've made up. And I've named this story Jerry.
2: Bum, bum, bum. I'm just
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. My story takes place in Utah, where Martha, a young mother, actually, she's a single mother of a young boy, a five-year-old boy named Evan. And Martha is like a pretty busy mom. She works nine to five. Um, She helps Evan with like extracurricular activities, and she never really has time for anything. So so Evan, five-year-old boy, he's an only child, so he doesn't really have many friends. And he's always actually had imaginary friends. And Martha, being as busy as she was, she only noticed that Evan literally only had imaginary friends. Like, she started to realize that there were no friends at school. There were no friends on the, in the neighborhood. Like, nothing. So, she decides to bring him to the doctor, who basically says, oh, like, it's normal for kids. But... The doctor like gets him a referral just to make sure everything's okay. And Evan will go see a child therapist. So Evan goes to see the child therapist who basically says the same thing as the doctor that Evan has a dissociative disorder that he will eventually just grow out of. And there's nothing to worry about. So Martha is at ease. She's like, okay, I don't have to worry about this anymore. I'm good. Evan's good. He'll grow out of it. And just completely forgets about it and goes back into work mom mode. <laughs> Evan? So, yeah, Martha didn't really think about it for the next few weeks until Evan starts mentioning this one imaginary friend in particular named Jerry. <gasps> and, <laughs> and he tells his mom that this one is different from the others. You know, he he's like... um like, really good during the day, and sometimes he's not even there during the day at all, but then all of a sudden, he's mean at night. Martha gives parental advice and is like, you know, like, um, just be nice to him, whatever. So, over the next two months, weird things start to happen. Evan starts getting night terrors. Like awful night terrors where he wakes up screaming, and Martha actually started to notice bruises all around, like his <gasps> body, oh, Evans' no. body. Jerry, but Martha just is like, oh, he's getting bruises from his night terrors, cause she- her room is next door to his, and he'll she'll just hear him scream and fall out of bed, like his night terrors are so bad that he falls out of bed screaming. She comes to the conclusion. That everything's okay. He's just going to grow out of this. And this just kind of became the new norm for the next few months. But things kept getting weirder. Like, for instance, Evan would run away from school at recess because Jerry told him to. Or he would start sleeping under the bed because Jerry told him to. And it just got weirder and weirder and weirder. So Martha decides to just let Evan sleep in her room at night since she knows it's only temporary and Evan will grow out of it and it'll all be fine. And this actually fixes the situation completely. And Evan grew out of it and Evan completely stopped mentioning Jerry. Fast forward, many years pass. So Evan, who is now 15, and Martha are watching TV after dinner, enjoying their 6 p.m. news on a Tuesday night like they normally do. When... A story comes on the screen that sends chills down their spine. The headline reads, Child Abductor Arrested in Utah. And the story is that after a neighbor noticed a help sign in the basement window, police arrived to the scene and successfully rescued seven children aged 10 to 15 years old.
2: Oh Oh my goodness.
1: And Martha is beyond white as a ghost when she realizes the house on the screen is only a few blocks away from theirs she looks over to see how Evan is reacting and he's white he's about to pass out and he says mom that's him that's Jerry oh my gosh
0: goosebumps yes my heart was
2: (laughs) beating That that was literal chills. I was not <laughs> expecting that turn at the end. <laughs> Ew. Yep. No,
3: What's
1: I wasn't
2: my expecting story?
3: that turn. <gasps> that's Creaky. a good one. That is, Thank I'm, I'm going to be scared going to bed tonight with all these stories. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jerry is going to be like under my bed.
2: Ew. Cat, that's <laughs> scary. So, people want to sleep in my bed?
3: Yeah. Let's have a sleepover. Oh, <laughs> well, me too.
2: i'll go next and my story is something that i made up but i do think it was probably inspired by maybe a few crime junkies that i've listened to or other stories that i've heard but it's funny because my story takes place in a small in the small town of ghostville Mm -hmm. on a cold winter evening and you may not have heard of this place, but it is probably one of the cutest little cities located in the mountains of Utah. And I was mm-hmm. laughing because city's story also had Utah. These are <laughs> 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 stories that we both made up. So, so I'll d- give a little description of this town. But little shops line like in the downtown. So there's like little cafes. And candy shops and bookstores, and it kind of reminded me of all those little towns that we went to this summer on our road trip. Mm, yeah, yeah. So if you guys can, if you guys want a picture of what that would be, like when uh, the summer we went on a little road trip to the Muskoka area, in, around Ontario, and there's these cute little stores in the downtowns. Anyway, mm-hmm. so. On this evening, Mia Colbert is my character. She's a 20 something woman and she's arriving into town after a long treacherous journey. She's been driving all day long. Uh, Her eyes are tired. uh, So she decides to pull over into the nearest town. Mia has long blonde hair and piercing blue eyes. She is tall and very pretty. But what people found most beautiful about her was her smile. Whenever she smiled, no one could look away. Um, It made you feel at home. And the thing about it was that she got the smile from her mother. And her mother's name is Anne. Anne Colbert. So there was this picture of her on her dash of the car. And, like, she looked at it and she got really sad thinking about her mom, who had died a long time ago. And it made her tear up whenever she thought about it. So Mia pulls into the nearest motel and settles in for the night. Next night, she plans to get back on the road the next morning, but as she's driving out of town, she notices a small bookshop. So, in no rush, she decides to go inside for a quick look. As she enters, she is immediately greeted by a man Welcome, how are you today? The bookstore owner. Mia quickly answers and walks past, but she can't help feeling off. He looked oddly familiar. It was the okay. eyes. They watched her across the room, but she shrugged it off as she looked for a good book. Strange music was playing in the background. May I suggest this one? Suddenly he appeared next to her with a book. It's one of my favorite stories, a mystery. Mia was seriously getting creeped out. He looked too familiar, but from where? Okay, I'll take a look, thanks, she said quickly. She decided that she needed to get out of there now. Everything about this place was giving her the creeps and it was getting late anyways. She darted towards the front, but the man stood in front of her. I really think you'd enjoy this. I'd give it to you for free. I'll give it to you for free on me. So she just took the book and ran out quickly. (laughs) She needed to get there as uh, fast as she can. So on the road, uh, she kind of quickly forgot about that weird interaction because this big blizzard was coming, and she was trying to get out of town as quick as possible and maybe beat the storm. But only 30 minutes in, the storm was getting crazy and she couldn't see a thing a winter storm there wouldn't be any places to stop coming up and she couldn't go back into the head of the storm so she decides to pull over and wait it out with nothing else to do and she wanted to save her phone battery she decides to open the book from the strange books shop why was he so persistent so many i'll give you here's a small description of the book Many years ago, a little girl lives with her mother in a small town in Ontario, Canada. (sighs) Mia is intrigued right away. A small town in Ontario? Interesting. Mia was from Ontario, but she had long moved away from there. The book continues like this. The mother and the child had a very close relationship. This mother put her daughter over everything else in her life. She wanted to provide her a life that she never had. So she gave this girl everything that she could have wanted. But this girl had a monster inside of her. It would tell her to do awful things. So sometimes it would tell her to burn the cat in the fire or steal things from people's house. Or one time it would even tell her to cut the nanny's hair so short when she was sleeping. So the mom would see her do some of this stuff like, one time, she saw the daughter drowning the neighbor, the little neighbor in the pond in the neighborhood. But she was, like, she loved this daughter so much. And she just kind of, like, put her daughter away from and, like, helped the neighbor. But she didn't really say anything. And she let her get away with it. And she just, like, chose to ignore all these awful things. All the nannies would quit. And they would tell her, like, you need to get your daughter help. But every, she ignored Everything. And instead decided to see a perfect little five-year-old girl. This caught up to her, however, when the little girl's monster told her to do the most awful thing. She couldn't say no to the monster. He always convinced her that what she was doing was the right thing. So she obeyed. One night, she took a knife from the drawer and did the unthinkable. Mom was dead. Perfect. What do I do next? She spoke to it. But as she walked out of the room, she noticed the whites of a person's eyes green eyes in the dark of the night. Someone was watching her. Someone saw what she did to her mom. A green green eyes were staring her down. Mia realizes what she is reading. This is the story of her life. No, it can't be. No one knows what I did. But she keeps reading, and more details match. The little girl continues to grow grow up, obeying the monster, telling her what to do. I'll keep you safe. I'll protect you if you do what I want. The girl did feel safe with the monster. He took care of her, and fa- and she found comfort in the bad things. The girl would go from town to town, obeying what it would do, what it would tell her to do. Killing people was the one thing that gave her so much excitement. As an adult, she was now planning her next murder in the mountains of Utah. But one person was determined to put an end to it. He had witnessed the terrible act in Ontario and had followed the little girl her whole life. Waiting to pounce, he would take revenge. He would end this girl's life and the monster. Mia cannot believe it. Why had he given her this book? As she looks off, looks up, she realizes the storm stopped and the snow is slowly melting off the car. Then she sees those green eyes and screams. The end of the monster. Mia is dead. But who is this man with green eyes? Okay, so that's like the end of my story. It's definitely the bookstore guy. Oh, it has to be the
3: bookstore guy.
2: Yes. So I want to tell you guys who he is. So it was the bookstore guy. He followed her out into the storm. But if you want to know who this man is, he was the father of Mia. His wife was Anne. So this is what happened. When Mia was born, Anne gave up everything for her. She made big sacrifices. But Mia was a bit off. And uh, Anne didn't see that she needed help. But Stephen did, the bookstore guy. He saw that something was wrong with Mia and that she needed help. She was becoming more and more violent. And Anne ignored this. So that's why Steven and her would get in lots of fights. And she eventually ended up kicking him out. But he knew his wife was in danger. and was in danger. And he wanted to make sure she was okay. So he would watch her outside of her windows at night. And that is when he saw what Mia <gasps> did to him, her. So he witnessed it. But the thing is, he tried to tell the police what had happened. Like, And tried to get his daughter help. But the thing is they didn't believe him. And she was just placed in like an orphanage or something. And he couldn't go near her. Because anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So wow, his whole life's mission is to to just like. He really is mad at Mia for taking his wife's, his love's life. And he (gasps) never. Yeah. So he followed her to Ghostville. Ooh, that's good,
1: Ooh, that, was that, good. Was that was good that
2: was scary <laughs> ew <laughs> I hope you guys could follow along I feel like there's a lot of
3: details yep. no it was I was picturing it pretty it it was same, good actually. I was
1: deep into the story
3: same that was good <laughs> <laughs> your guys' stories were good and it's gonna be hard for me to top it off but I guess Try. I'll go next um, Let's go, okay. yep. mine's um, a made up story that I made up completely and uh I actually didn't have an inspo for this. I just kind of did it on the spot. So this is the story of Amelia Chan. (laughs) Yeah, I have to play the kind Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia Chan was a 25-year-old girl who lived in Westerville, Ohio. Not Utah, Ohio. (laughs) She had long brown hair and was of average height um, for you guys to imagine. Um, Westerville is a pretty small town and when something happens, the whole town knows. It's like one of those places where everyone knows everyone. Um, Amelia was someone everyone loved. Um, not only was she the mayor's daughter, but she also, um, just was someone who everyone wanted to be friends with. So, um, I gave you guys that little description, but this mystery did not actually take place in Westerville because the weekend of September 5th she and her girlfriends decided to fly down to Vegas for a girl's trip. Just a quick getaway because all of them were in the middle of their studies in university. And actually, Amelia was in med school studying to be uh, a brain surgeon. (laughs) So they flew down and stayed in a hotel just out of Vegas. Um, The Friday night they arrived, it was already late, so they just went to dinner and then to bed. Nothing um, too weird about that. That was it. Um, The next day, Saturday, they went shopping, had lunch. And then in the evening, they hit up a few casinos. Um, But the thing was that Amelia all day wasn't feeling that great. She just had like her stomach was uneasy. So by the time they got to the casinos in the evening, um, she was like, you know what? I'll just head out, go back to the hotel um, and go to bed. She told her friends that and her friends were like, are you sure? Like we can come with you. But she insisted that they stayed and She'd spend the day with them tomorrow. So I know you guys are probably thinking that this girl was probably going to get killed on her way home or to the hotel. But no, this is not some regular girl getting married. This is something different. This Coffee with
0: the Cousins episode is brought to you by Faithlets. Wear God's word and take it with you wherever you go. Faithlets.com has Christian jewelry perfect for the believer who wants to share their faith and be reminded all throughout their day of God's love for them. Cousin Squad loves Faithlets. Check out Faithlets.com now for a variety of colors and styles of bracelets and necklaces. And now, for a limited time only, order their new Pumpkin Spice Faithlet perfect for the fall season. Make sure you check them out at Faithlets Co. on Instagram to shop and Faithlets.com, the only places to get them.
3: She gets to the hotel safely and takes the elevator to her room. But what happens next is crucial to the story. Michaela, can you just describe what's happening in the video I sent you? You can pull it up. In Casanati, I sent it to the group chat. And for you listeners,
2: it'll be linked down below. Okay, so it looks like this girl in the elevator, she's like, oh, that's weird. She's like moving, her hands are swaying, she's doing... She looks like she's kind of dancing, but also looks like she's possessed. That's the word for it. So scary. So,
3: yeah, it's definitely not normal. Um, there was almost like a switch in her. Like, like she was possessed. Um, and so, even when the people of her hometown saw this later, they couldn't believe that it was her. Because Amelia, just this, like, girl that everyone loved, like, that's not, like, why would she be in an elevator possessed? You guys will have to check out the video. It will make more sense. But... Um, It was Amelia, and the thing is, it gets worse from here. So, when Amelia's friends came home, or I keep saying home, it's the hotel, um, Amelia was not there. Uh, They called her several times and just went to voicemail. Um, They were worried, but not worried enough that, like, they didn't do anything about it after. They just decided to go to bed, which I get it. Like, those are kind of not great friends um, because Mm -hmm. their friend wasn't there. But they went to bed, um, and... The girls never woke up in the morning because they were brutally murdered in the night by Amelia. Oh.
2: Um,
3: police found them in the room, dead on their beds, with blood all over, and Amelia was laying in between them, alive, in the dead bodies, just laughing.
0: Oh, so, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, apparently, like, the room service lady dialed 911 after seeing this, and the police came and took Amelia right to the asylum. Um... Amelia's family and hometown were in shock when they heard what Amelia did because they just couldn't believe it. They knew this girl for their, her, their whole entire life and she was nothing like that. So the asylum either didn't allow uh, visitors, so the parents were never able to speak to her. Um, and four years later, Amelia took the wrong medications and ended up dying. Oh, um, oh. So the story ended there, but until today... Uh, I had to make a few edits because I was just watching the news and um, basically today, October 25th, something changed. And I should warn you guys, this might leave you with goosebumps. So sit tight and sip your coffee while I tell you this. (laughs) Um, On October 25th, 2021, today, as I said, Amelia's parents heard a knock at the door. By the way, they now live in Sturgeon Falls, Ontario, since they moved, to, to Ohio, like, moved from Ohio shortly after their daughter's death. Um, so <laughs> Sturgeon Falls, they're there, and they hear a knock, and Frank, the dad, gets up from his chair at the dinner table and goes to answer the door. And you know who it was? It was Amelia. <gasps> standing and asking if she could join them for dinner. Oh. Amelia, who had just died years ago, in the asylum. What? Except the thing was, she never actually ate dinner, but just walked straight in, killed her mom, not her dad, and ran away. <gasps> so oh police are still investigating. This happened today. Police are still investigating till this moment. But I'm just going to leave you with this. A little bit of advice. Make sure to keep an eye out because you never know if Amelia will show up at your own doorstep. <laughs> and I'm just going to end there. This is the story of Amelia Chan. You guys can- Sophia! Yeah. That uh, was scary. I don't like how it
0: ended. Me <laughs> either.
1: Okay, the creepiest thing just happened. I think, <laughs> like something hit my window, and I just—I was like, as soon as you said Amelia, and I was like, stop! But I just realized I really- it's really windy outside, and I'm hope I'm praying it was just the wind. Oh,
2: you never
0: know stop who's Amelia. at
1: your
2: doorstep. Stop, <laughs> stop. It's Amelia. Amelia. Stop. Shana. I can't get the picture. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but I can't get the picture of her in the elevator out of my mind. Yeah, yeah I don't think really I'm gonna be up. watching
3: that.
1: I don't. I'm not <laughs> watching that.
2: It's gonna be linked down below. I
3: said, like I said, for listeners, because for you brave souls. You, yeah, yeah. If you if you want to, if you dare.
2: Oh yeah. For the listeners, go to the two minute mark to see what we watched. Perfect.
0: <sighs> well, I really don't think I'll be able to top any of those, but I will try my best. Um, So my story is one that I don't know if it's just like from an old movie or if it's an old myth or ghost story that people just tell. Um, Or like a campfire story. I'm not sure. But I remember hearing it a long time ago and it always freaked me out. And besides that ribbon story that I always tell for my scary stories, this is another one that I'll tell people when I'm put on the spot and have to give a ghost story. So my story starts... Um, About a girl named Luna. So, Luna was a teenager and she worked at the coolest, most popular coffee shop in town. The only thing was that Luna didn't live in town. She actually lived in a smaller town that was about 30 minutes away from where she worked. Um, But that wasn't a problem because she actually kind of liked the drive. She thought it was peaceful, how it was just a two lane highway, middle of the woods, always nice and quiet. She could see the beautiful trees. And she especially loved driving home at night because she'd get 30 minutes to herself, windows down, blasting her music. So she always looked forward to it and never really had a problem with it. So every night when Luna would finish up her shift, she would, same thing, lock up coffee shop, clean up everything, whatever. Go out to the back parking lot where she was parked and drive home. That's just where the staff parked, was in the back of the coffee shop. But one night, something was a little bit different. Luna walked outside, locked up the coffee shop, and saw a man standing in the parking lot. At first, she told herself, okay, Luna, like, don't get too freaked out. But then she realized who this man was. This was a man that she had an earlier interaction with that day. Now, because this was a really popular coffee shop, people were in and out all the time. People would actually travel, um, from hours away because they really wanted to come to this coffee shop. It was aesthetically pleasing, it had amazing drinks. So it wasn't like they had regulars, but this man really stuck out to her for some reason, even though she met him once. This man came into our coffee shop, was dripping in sweat in the middle of October and no gym bag, sweat clothes in sight, nothing like that, just dripping sweat. He seemed like he was in such a mad hurry And he would not maintain eye contact. He wouldn't even make eye contact with her while she was taking her order. So it just kind of made her feel a little odd. Her, you know, the vibe radar went off. She wasn't having it. So when she saw him outside, she definitely became very paranoid and quickly ran into her car, had one of those moments where you can't unlock the car and lock it fast enough, gets in, starts the keys and drives out and has a sigh of relief. She's so thankful she's out, plates on her music and she's feeling a lot better. So Luna's driving home in the pitch black, which wasn't anything out of the ordinary. And every five to ten minutes, a car would pass her. No big deal. It was always really quiet at night. But then these bright headlights were behind her window. And they were coming closer and closer and closer. And she just assumed, hey, this is normal. Someone's going to pass me. But then they weren't passing her. They were actually riding on her tail. And like all of us would be, Luna got pretty annoyed. And she was just thinking, if I'm going that slow, just pass me. Like, this is so frustrating. And then a third car came from behind him and passed and went off. But this one car was still behind her riding her tail. Now this car honked. Honk. She jumps out of her seat. She's like, why on earth are they honking at me? Maybe they just saw a deer. She keeps driving. Then they honk again. And not just like a little polite beep, beep, like hand on the horn. Honk. Luna starts freaking out, keeps driving. She's like, maybe if I speed up? Of course, then the other car behind her speeds up. Honk, honk. They're honking her, and she is freaking out because Luna knows the closest rest stop is not for another five minutes. So she says, I can do this. I can drive to the closest gas station for five minutes with this creep behind me. Keeps driving, honk, honk. Luna is freaking out, freaking out. Then finally, she pulls into the gas station And she's even more scared when she notices that the car behind her also pulls in. Luna drives really quick right up to the front by the front doors, whips open her car door, leaves it open, runs out, and is banging, banging, banging on the gas station door because she realized they closed 30 minutes prior. Luna is freaking out. And then all of a sudden, the car that was following her parks right behind her, and he gets out of the car as well. And she now realizes that it was the same man from the coffee shop. Luna starts freaking out, banging on the gas station door because she knows that she is about to be killed or something bad is going to happen to her. Then the gas attendant comes out and says, what on earth is going on? And the crazy man from the coffee shop says, I'm so sorry for startling you, but I was honking because every time I would honk was when I saw someone popping up in your back seat and it looks like they're going to stab you. Luna's heart, absolutely dropped and her body was covered in goosebumps when she looked over to her car and saw the front door that she left was opened but also the back door was left wide open the end okay
3: (gasps) i did not think it was going that way have you heard that story before kind of no
0: no wow
1: yeah
0: that one creeps me out
1: that's why i always look in my back seat
2: yes Girls, oh, so look in scary. your backseat before you leave. No, yeah. That is so scary. Yeah, that one, one definitely
0: uh, definitely creeps me out. So that was a lot of fun. We should actually do that more often because was said sleepovers. <laughs> that was really fun.
3: And so, it was into so all, all of, your stories.
0: Yes, it was seriously so good. <laughs> so for all of our listeners, make sure that you check the day this episode is released on our official Um, cousin squad Instagram so that you can vote for whose story you think was the scariest. Also um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) we don't have that much time left but I thought it'd be fun because we did get a few Halloween themed questions this week on our Instagram I thought it'd be fun if we'd go through a couple of those. So we have our first question from our listener and they're asking what was your most extravagant Halloween costume?
2: Hmm
1: so then you know at the top of their head.
2: I was going to say, this was a pretty fun one. And it was like kind of, it was very creative. Sophia and I, and another one of our friends, we were at Jelly Belly one year. Yeah. So what we did is we put a bunch of balloons and we wore like a clear plastic bag. And it was so fun. That was such a good costume, actually. That's a cute idea. It I feel like cute. I remember that. That's like Pinterest. I know. Mm-hmm.
0: Cass, do you have one?
1: honestly i feel like i never really had a great costume i was always either like a nerd or a nurse or something of that sort
2: i remember that nerd picture why can't i picture that yeah no (laughs) i remember that one too you and austin
1: yes my brother that's funny
0: that's so funny okay how about i know we all love scary horror thriller movies Someone wants to know what is our favorite thriller or horror movie.
3: I would say mine is um Hush. That Ooh. one is like Oh, that I one's got, scary. I know. I like that one a lot.
1: You know I've never seen yeah. it.
3: No, you totally have cast. No. Yeah, like the when she's she's deaf. Oh. In the woods. Yeah. I say deaf, deaf. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not deaf. <laughs> well,
2: maybe
3: She's dead. She's She's deaf. <yeah.
2: laughs> How about yeah, you, Michaela? I Um, I recently watched this one, Us. So oh. scary.
0: Yes. I love so that creepy. one.
2: And it's like a mix of horror and thriller, which I like. Yes, that one is
0: so good. When I read this question, I think of, I always like the Purge movies, which I know is a little gross.
1: Mm, those are good. But, no, the but they're really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. We
3: should I love watch the visit same together. Yes, and like-
0: yes Cass, I remember
3: that. That's like a classic. The visit. Like you have to have watched that.
1: I yes. know. Everyone who knows me knows it's my favorite. <laughs> yes. I'm branded <laughs> by it. <Ew>. The visit. <laughs> um,
0: okay, last question here. What is the worst Halloween candy in your opinion?
2: Like what's the one you always trade away when you get The
1: marshmallows. It?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Those are nasty.
2: I was gonna I was thinking that one, but then I also I hated getting rockets because they're so, so mm. gross. Okay, and for like, the American
0: listeners, those are what you guys call smarties. I learned that while I was What?
2: Yeah,
1: they call
0: those smarties here. Isn't that funny? But
1: smarties are chocolates. I know.
0: And those aren't in America. Isn't that sad? <gasps> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: smarties <laughs> oh.
3: are so good, they're missing out. Yeah. I know. Oh yeah.
0: Chocolate Bring me smarties. someone you visit.
3: <laughs> yeah i would say rockets or like yeah those like marshmallow like hamburgers i don't even know wait patties? so gross.
2: wait those
3: are actually amazing <laughs> <laughs> those wieners, I- those are so good no i always trade those
1: no yeah, like the spongebob do. ones yum
2: stop Ew. that's so funny pass what were you talking about
1: the marshmallows they're like they're all pink or all yellow they're, they're just like the marshm- go shape yes
2: yeah (laughs)
1: they're a little marshmallow
2: those are
0: nasty (laughs) those are super gross um for me I think of coffee crisp I'm not a coffee crisp girl and I love coffee yeah and my mom would always trade them with me and she'd get me something I don't know anyways (laughs) so that pretty much wraps up our super fun Halloween special
3: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Coffee with the Cousins. See you next week.